Hey, this is Danielle Harris, and when I'm not combing the swamps for killers, I'm listening to Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. And remember, genius, 500 feet. In and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast whose hindsight is always 2020. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's very special episode, we're keeping out of refrigerators and avoiding bicycle shops as we look back at 200 episodes worth of movies, memories, and mayhem. And uh, speaking of uh, making memories, all you need to do is uh, search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. I'll open your 200th hole. And speaking of mayhem, uh, if you are on, on social media, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We are on Nightmare Junk at Twitter and Nightmare Junkhead on Facebook. And keep up, keep up with the shenanigans. You need to go to the uh, Book of Face because, as Genius says, uh, we've got a little events tab there where spooky shenanigans. We have a, one or two things going on. Horrific happenings, yeah, I yeah, believe. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's well, fucking great. I can't wait. Uh, as Genius says, it is it's the most wonderful time of the year. And as this episode releases on October 11th, mm-hmm. uh, the Kansas City Horror Club is doing a little. Uh, are you putting a little uh, Lindsey Buckingham on the? Uh, yep. The Horror Club, Kansas City Horror Club is going to Iowa. We're to the Halloween Palooza Film Festival and wonderfulness. It's amazing. Alex Vincent from uh, Child's Play is going to be there with a Chucky doll. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Attack of the Killer podcast. There's a lot of good guys there. I, oh, I really dig it. And again, th- thank you for you know prescribed films, the gang from Attack of the Killer podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, making he us here in Kansas City feel so friggin' welcome. Yeah, and so good. So and also obviously loose meat sandwiches. Oh yeah, the loot the cantina. I can't wait. And then buffets in the morning. Yep. I'm telling you, don't let the title and the name Loose Meat Sandwiches turn you off because you're missing out on a culinary Mm -hmm. masterpiece. Mm -hmm. But the following Tuesday then, if it's a Tuesday, uh, you know where I'm going to be, 9.30 at the Alamo Draft House Terror Tuesday. This is the screening. This is one that you and I have seen kind of, we've experienced this film multiple times. We've seen it. We've hosted it. Um, ultimately, if this film doesn't scare you, you're already dead. This is the 4K remastered, uh, just mwah, shelf's kiss, the Don Coscarelli fan, classic Phantasm. Boy! <laughs> this is one that um, to say I'm anxious to see is an understatement because, as I mentioned, we've seen this multiple times. This yeah. is a film that is in the very DNA of our podcast, but... I have and listen. Something we say on the podcast, something you see whenever we host films, it's the communal experience. Mm-hmm. It's not only just seeing a film with you know seeing it on the big screen, but, but seeing with somebody's first time. And you know whose first time this is going to be seeing this particular film? Amber. Amber's first time. Oh, holy shit! She's okay. I want you to count what the fucks. <laughs> All right, because a- you gotta because you know she's gonna be like, what the fuck? Just like consistently through that movie and this is the film that gave us the phrase coscarellian (laughs) and honestly this is great because she reverse engineered her first coscarelli film technically was 
Bubba Hotel. It's Bubba Hotel yeah. at Terror Tuesday. So if you're not coming out for the Coscarelli, for the, the Angus Scrim. Come for the old man's day for the balls. Uh, the old man is not going to play with the young man's balls. Please stop explaining the plot badly there, genius. Well, if that hasn't turned you off, the very next night at the Alamo Draft House on October 16th, I believe genius. Oh, I can't wait for this. This is going to be rad, dude. We're going to double tap. Zombieland and Zombieland 2 double tap, double feature. It's going to be rad. I cannot wait for this. And this is one that made an appearance on our last year's Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament. And I, and and I, I, I rooted for this one, too. I had, like, the Zombieland pennant, and I was like, yeah, go Zombieland. You were truly a homer for this film. Mm-hmm. It is the one that's right up your alley. And, and the fact that the sequel is coming out 10 years from the original, yeah. it's given it time to breathe. Well, as much as a zombie film can breathe, I guess. The, the, the aroma waft. It's, it's, got, it's got a familiar bouquet there. Right. Death and stench, but no, that one does look to be fun, which means then if this real episode releases on Friday, October 11th, that means one, one more week till Nerdoween, 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 one more week till Nerdoween, nouns that kill. That's right, kids. It's almost time for Nerdoween, one week left. Three killer movies about nouns, a person, place, or thing that will kill you. What will they be? You won't know until you get there, but bring your masks for the costume contest. Remember, kids, Nerdoween. Nouns that kill. And don't forget, we will also be taking donations for KC Pet Project uh, that will go into you into our raffle. No, this will be the fifth year we're doing our Nerdoween Horror Movie Marathon. Mm-hmm. And five years of just crazy of movies. Mayhem. Yes, mayhem, <laughs> mirth. Again, looking back, if you will. Yeah. And yeah, like we said, it's built around killer nouns. And let's go back last year, we did Sleazy Sci Fi. Uh huh. Sleazy sci-fi. We opened with a film, Terror Vision. The filler filler of this sleazy sci-fi sandwich was From Beyond. Yeah, Dr. Pretarius. And then we closed with one that played very interestingly. So weird, so weird. But Extro. That that was one of the weirder movies. It truly was. Now, if that doesn't give you the kind of idea of the horror marathon you're going to be seeing, rest assured... You're going to have a good time. Oh, We've yeah. pulled out all fun. the stops for this. Uh, vintage trailers, all that kind of good stuff. But as I believe Adrian said, if you were ever in the Midwest and you wanted to come down and visit Kansas City and you're a horror fan, that weekend is going to be the best. Because not only October 18th, Nerdoween at Tapcade. Not only do you get three movies, but the next night, December the Alamo, four more movies. And uh, this theme is... Oh, boy. Consumption Junction, what's your function? Important things and places where they really don't belong. We have four films that will consume you from the 80s. Mm-hmm. And the best part, much like with Nerdoween, we don't reveal the lineup until you actually sit and experience the films. And the best part with this is Nerdoween is actually, uh, I'm going to be seeing a film for the first time. Yeah. At Dismember, all four of the films I'm seeing for the first time in a certain way which I cannot wait. So we've got two 35 millimeter screenings Uh, for both nights. We will have plenty of giveaways from our friends at vinegar syndrome, Mm -hmm. our friends at rotten Reynolds. Come on out. This is one of the best weekends for horror. I'm excited. The lineups for both of these are amazing. I, I, I'm truly, it's like the reverse size Sterling. If we weren't hosting it, we would (laughs) want to be there. Oh no. And that's, what's funny is all the things that we've experienced throughout the, uh, the lifetime of this podcast, I've been slowly, but surely participating in and then weaving my way in as it is. Um, and that's what this whole episode is about because when we'd had our 100th episode, 
if you remember, there was no fanfare. Um, in fact, at the very end of the episode, I made mention. I was like, oh, by the way, this is our 100th episode. And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> like, why didn't you tell? Because I was just at the time, I was like, oh, you know, it's just you, we did 100. That's pretty cool. But at that point, you're like, well, we need to do something a little bit more it's, celebratory. It's for it's 200. 200 is big. So we were like, well, what do we do? And you were like, you know what? Let's look back to our very beginning. Let's do a commentary for our very first episode. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Why don't we go back to the beginning? And you know, and if you've listened to any of our commentary tracks, they're they're a lot of fun, I think. Yeah, they're a lot of fun, and especially when the movie is fun. Exactly. So... And if you go back to our first episode, uh, it's over the 2014 film Starry Eyes. Yeah, that's a fun movie, but I mean it's not I mean it's not a fun movie. No, it's, it's, it's a good it's a great movie. movie. It's a wonderful movie. We raved about it, but like no, it's not fun. There and I couldn't even imagine where the commentary would go for that and that's just it i realized that you were even like even within texting back and forth you said something like you want to be a, and i was like <laughs> a star i was like no don't even like that tells you right there we shouldn't do that right <laughs> but i liked where your head was and i was like well you know what if we're going back to the beginning why don't we really go back to the beginning and talk to the individual that had they not intervened with us had our paths not crossed we would not have put out 200 episodes yeah. of nightmare junkhead uh, and we're like, well, that 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 makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. Much like grasping uh, the riddle of steel, everything came into place. And technically, this is not his first time here. But much like many many of our guests, uh, he wears multiple hats, and I mean that figuratively and literally. Uh, he is the co-founder of the Panic Film Festival and one of the co-hosts of the recently revived Creepcast. Please welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, Casey Canton. Uh, guys, thanks for having me back. First of all, but. I'm so proud of what you guys have done with Nightmare Junkhead and just the horror community in general. So thanks. Before we get into that, I want to say thank you for what you guys have done, uh, for what Jay has been able to do with kind of reviving the horror club in Kansas City. And looking at that, my God, it's just taken on like a mind of its own. It's all things I feel like in part to you and everyone else that's that's helped grow that. But you're a huge part of that and a huge part of the community. So thank you, yeah. man. You know, I like, promised myself I wasn't going to cry for this episode. Looking <laughs> yeah, back, we both were. Uh, might as well play in the, the start playing the Steel Magnolias theme <laughs> and the waterworks. No, well, no, thank, Blush and Bashful have been your signature color. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's blood or something along those. No, no, thank you, man. Yeah, it's, man. For me, and we'll get into this about one of the reasons I'm so happy I've been able to do this. Um, you know, you are the very reason that this podcast exists. Uh, in fact, we're going to talk about kind of the horror origins of Nightmare Junkhead and also the origins our, of the our, podcast. Our crime alley. Quite literally. Yeah. But before we get into that, please tell our listeners where can they find you out on the social media, uh, plug and promote away. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter or really anywhere at Casey Canton. I find that with all the stuff I'm doing, I, I don't use my personal account enough because I'm like, oh God, I got to keep everything else up to date. So... Um, you can probably find me rambling on, on other things like, uh, at downright creepy on literally pretty much everything too: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we got the YouTube channel from back in the day, uh, that we'll be adding some stuff to here and there. It's not quite as active, but yeah, look us up on there. I mean, anywhere you can find us on social media, it's at downright creepy or at Casey Canton for me. 
Well, and I'm glad that we were able to have you on in succession just in terms of our order of episodes because our last episode we did a whole thing called Scoring with the Creeps. <laughs> yeah, where perfect. we were listening to some of our favorite... Well, no, no. Ultimately, not saying you're a creep. But... <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> we're, we're friends here. But what's great is the fact that um, you guys really... And again, the recently revived Creepcast. So I wanted yeah. to talk about um, the fact that it's coming back. I was able to listen to the first episode. So I'm glad I got to... No, I'm not the only one that thought you know, it was a little <laughs> overlong, little things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, how did that come back? What brought that one back to life? I mean, it's something I've wanted to do for a very long time. I never really wanted to stop doing it. Um, what happened, is, for those of you that may know about it, but we started that in 2009 was the first episode. And we were kind of just fooling around with it, really didn't know what we were doing, to be honest, which I feel like... Is how a lot of podcasts get started. <laughs> so you do it for fun. You just kind of screw around with your friends. Yep. And then before you know it, you you love it. And it's something that you look forward to doing every every week or two with your friends. So me and JD uh, was the first co-host of mine. Um, and we, we really found our groove in like 20 episodes, I feel like, about 20 in. Uh, so we were doing it. And then we had to part ways around the 50th episode. And Eric Havens joined me, who was writing for Downright Creepy at the time. And some of you probably know him as a writer and um, filmmaker that has helped out with Jill locally, that call girl, yep, uh, the stylist, stylist that just, just met its uh, goal on Kickstarter. So Shout it's out a to weird everyone involved. tree yep. that kind of happens from Downright Creepy um, as a whole that I guess we can we'll probably organically talk about as we go through the podcast. But yeah, so we started that in 2009. That's when Downright Creepy started. I had a site before that called fright search for years in 1999 when i started it wow. uh, was it a geocity site it was an angel fire site oh wow fuck yeah it was wow, wow. <laughs> it started as that and Didn't then you I'm have like, like a little fright counter in the corner oh i'm sure at some point no it was at the bottom it was the yeah. bottom. there we go yeah, you just hit refresh a bunch and you're like yeah look at that <laughs> Add those miles. numbers baby uh <laughs> but yeah so it started back then and then that was like a horror uh news and, and haunted attraction stuff and some friends of mine, this is kind of funny too, ended up buying it from me because I'm like, I don't think I can do this anymore. It was just me like all the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. I think I'm going to get rid of it. I don't want it to die. And, and my friends that had a haunted house were like, Fright Search is a good name for like a haunted house search engine. So I'm like, all right, you can, you want to buy it from me? Like I'm, I'm it's going to die. And so they took it over and now they're 13 floor productions and they've got like 15 to 20 haunted houses that are like LA Hayride. They're involved in that now. Mm-hmm. All the 13 floor haunted houses in six cities. Like it's crazy what that's become. And another thing to like look back on this stuff from that long ago and, and the tree and connections that I've made through downright creepy and the creep cast and even boom howdy off to the side that, that got you guys involved in a sense. So it's been a really weird ride that, continues to happen and i'm trying to jump back on board with so well, it was good to hear you guys back and for those that haven't checked it out um it's uh you uh and again all former guests here on the show uh, adam roberts and eric yep. havens and i'm curious because you guys are skyping in and yeah. you know we've had guests skype in and it's uh, uh, the advent of technology is amazing and that's something we'll talk about later as well the fact that we've been able to talk with such people but there's a weird kind of rhythm that you have <laughs> yeah. to try to find with yeah. that whole skype so i'm curious even just an episode in how are you guys fi- working with that well eric and i have done it in person like 30 or 40 times so we kind of know and we kind of know our vibe and we don't get to see each other as much. He lives in a different city now than mm-hmm. I do. And we both have different situations that we did back in the past. I'm married, have a kid. He's married and got several kids. So 
there's a different vibe I feel like in general, but I know Eric's personality and I feel like he probably knows mine, but there's still a timing when you're doing something live yeah. that there can be some dead time. But Adam's actually in, in the room with me. Um, so if anything, we're, t- we're not letting Eric get enough air time. <laughs> so every, every once in a while we're like, Oh, Eric, so how do you feel about this? So the, the um, Eric so fan yeah. base out there knows who to complain to at this point. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's the, the divas in the room. Well, we've all got different personalities too. And so I think that makes for an interesting mix. And I, I do think while that's the core of our host, those uh, us three, we will break away, I think, sometimes and do other ones. Like, we'll have you guys on for a podcast at some point soon to talk about Ready or Not, which yep. hopefully I didn't spoil that for you uh, later on the show. Um, so, Speaking of spoil. Oh, geez. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll have some rotating hosts every now and then just to accommodate schedules. And, you know, because Adam's super busy. Yep. He owns a theater. Yep. You know, he's a co-founder of Panic Fest. Eric's about to shoot a movie. And uh, the stylist here at the beginning of the year. So it's working around those schedules working around being a dad now <laughs> makes things a lot different um so it's not that the passion ever died of course not it's like man your life just changes priorities gotta, have yeah, to shift more yeah. shit to do yeah. so you gotta gradually find your way back into that i feel like well so that's I'm, what we're hoping to do well i'm glad you're gradually because it was a it was a fun episode and if you I'm guys glad, haven't yeah because i was like i don't i'd i'm like i'm sitting down i'm like gosh we're doing a lot of stuff that I'm not used to typically doing on the podcast. And then I'd go back and, and get ready to edit it, which before I, at some point, like I said, with JD, we hit our stride at like 20. We just let it go. Exactly. And now I'm like the first one, you're trying to find your footing a little bit. And you're like, fuck, I got to edit that and edit this. And so I, I thought it was a good first effort for us. And I think we'll just get better as we go. So, well, yeah. for me, there's genuine love of the films and again, whether you're yeah. praising or criticizing, not even criticism, because again, I had my issues with it chapter two as well. Yeah. But even, you know, doing some of the local, you know, some of the new horror news that comes out. I like that. And then, of course, the fact that I know you guys, I know the laughter is genuine. Like, that's what I yeah. said. When the chemistry is there, when I feel like I can join along in the conversation, those are my favorite kind of podcast. And already based on one episode in, you guys got it going on. Well, that's good to hear. We hit it on the first one. Cause I'm like, we have some work to do. <laughs> you know what? But it's, I think that about your guys' podcast. I think that's why you got to episode 200 and you'll get to episode 400. Huh. Uh, so it's because you can set in and I've, we've had people on the previous version of the creep cast say like, it just feels like I'm having a conversation with friends. And that's kind of what we're going for is yeah. casual and, 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 and it's more than anything, and I guess this is kind of the perfect segue to it, but the fact that when we were putting together this episode, we didn't want it to be like a whole, you know, Nightmare Junkhead, this is your podcast right. life or anything <laughs> like that. Remember this? <laughs> yeah. And then like a whole bunch of like, <laughs> I do remember, I'm so sorry. <laughs> want to apologize for this? Right. <laughs> because we, we, we realized over 200 episodes, that's almost encompasses five years. Yeah. That's a lot of life that has happened outside of just doing podcast episodes. And ultimately, we wanted to kind of look at the everything that's happened over those five years. But first and foremost, talking about kind of our our origins and how our paths crossed. If people don't know, Mm -hmm. um, again, with Nerds and Nostalgia, our um, podcast we do once a month live here at Screenland Tapcade. You were our very first guest when we transitioned from the Dedrick Movie Night podcast to the Nerds of Nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And from that initial episode was born our friendship because my initial interaction with you was at a Dismember the Alamo. Yep. Because I was a fan of Rotten Reynolds. You were you had a table out there. And I'll be honest, this is one of the this is the very podcast or not. The fact that even back in that day, I reached out and was like, hi, I really like your stuff. <laughs> you have no idea as a socially awkward introvert. Now, looking back at that, how much of a step that was for me, because you could have been yeah. just like, whatever, kid, take let me give your money. Get <laughs> out of here. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> like belt you. With, like, one, right? No, it's one of us mentality, right? Like, well, and there's, there's, none, of, there's, none, of there's none of that. It's, well, no. And that's when I saw every, the wares there. I was like, wow, this felt like it was made for me. And you were nice. You reached out. You're just like, oh, thank you. You were kind. And let me tell you, that makes a world of difference. And one of the best things again just is the inclusivity inclusivity of the horror community absolutely um, but no and then we started doing nerds and nostalgia you were the first guest and then you reached out to us to do this whole thing nightmare junk at a weekly horror podcast and i was like this is asking a lot of a stranger <laughs> right so like, well, you, you seems made it, awesome like you made it out of my basement alive one time you felt you know comfortable and it took me 199 episodes to, to come back, back to I build could, up I the courage i could not believe when you asked me that and i come over tonight and i was like holy fuck it's sorry no. uh it's oh, been, yeah. <laughs> i know i've listened to the podcast uh i was like i can't believe it's been that long because uh, again, life gets in the way, and I see yeah. you guys at events and whatnot. Yeah. But I haven't come over and just chilled and done a podcast in so long. So yeah, well, it's crazy to think it's been that long. And I'm glad everything kind of the timing was back too, perfect. Well, yeah. The fact that we've we've you know kind of celebrating 200 episodes. You know, I'm I'm hoping that when you know the creep cast hits 200, we'll be back. And if even if we're in walkers, it's fine. I'm good with that. <laughs> Heads in jars and shit, holograms, the Buck Flowers hologram. Of course. Oh, put it on tour with JC. There we go. I think we stopped at 85 or so in the first iteration. There you go. We uh, can already continue it. it it's like yeah. uh, with comic books. You know, sometimes they yeah. revamp with it with episode zero. Yeah. But you That's transition back yeah. into it. Well, you know, the first. Oh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was I was going to say the first time I remember the first time we met in our interaction, but do you remember the first time that I don't know if we met, but the first time that you were like, oh, fuck, I remember you from that thing, <laughs> right? Was Zombieland. <laughs> it was a Zombieland screening, you said. Oh, yeah. And that was unbelievably 10 years ago. Where we got the posters you and got, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. That was the yeah. first year Downright Creepy had come back, like launched as a thing since I did Fright Search. And I was like, man, I miss doing that stuff. I'll just do horror specific, not as much haunted attraction stuff because I couldn't, right? Because yeah. they were doing, which now they don't care and I can dip into that stuff because I still love that stuff. But I remembered that when you were talking Zombieland in the beginning, I made a little That's note of it. Crazy. I was like, the first time Genius said he had not really an interaction with me, but had something to do with Downright Creepy was that because we were hosting it as a screening partner. Yeah. And we gave out passes. That's insane. 10 years ago. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, you know, four years or maybe three years after that when i first was like guys the horror club like it could be a lot more but i'm doing all the stuff already and zach yeah. and erica were talking about doing it but and they were I, doing their stuff and i remember that meeting what, was sorry it i'm a, sidetracked no, no that was a side stories yeah at that's the green room this podcast is yeah at the green room when like we were trying to revive the horror club yep upstairs then, in the loft of armor and then at the, the upstairs of the loft of armor like what so what are we gonna do how are we gonna do this and who wants to be president? And I'm like, <laughs> genius is like, I'll I do guess it. I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, but sure. Why not? You know? And then, but here we are. God damn. Isn't that's that, memory isn't that crazy? Lane. That's insane. Yeah. 
Wow. I, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because I, I remembered it. And when you brought up Zombieland I, and when you said 10 years, I was like, no way. Well, I think we people like us. Mount Baldy the, was at that screening, too. No way. Yeah. That's See, I don't, I've never heard that before. So that's funny. Yeah. I'll oh, have to bring that up. I was going to say, now it's, it's now canonical. We're adding a little, you know, to the mythos <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The origin of Mount Baldy. <laughs> Many years ago when Atlantis <laughs> drew the oceans drink Atlantis. These are the it Dead Sea Scrolls of podcasting. <laughs> Yeah. That's crazy. No, guys. but it was, well, it's insane. it's funny though how movies can be those memory markers for us. Yeah. Again, whether it's interactions with people because we again, anyone that puts together a podcast, anyone that loves horror for the most part, they make they have relationships with films. And I know for some people yeah. that sounds weird, but I think for people like us, we foster relationships with others. But there are movies out there that we just embrace. And first and foremost, doing a weekly horror podcast, you know what you do. You watch a lot of movies. You watch a lot of movies. <laughs> and I want to thank you for that because a lot of the stuff, and we're going to throw out a couple of our favorites here, and I want to see kind of your reaction if you've okay. seen them or not, but yeah. I want to thank you for the fact that I have been able to revisit some old classics. That's mm -hmm. something we've obviously done. Um, I've been able to see some new releases uh, for the most part, been able to keep current with horror. Yeah. But ultimately, and this is the best thing I think about Nightmare Junkard with the relationship with the films, is... So often in polite horror society, there have been instances where someone says, um, hey, Greg, do you remember that movie, um, um, the, the, the Brood and something like that? And <laughs> you're like, yeah, I know The Brood. I've seen that. And, you, you know, I've, I've, I, I BS my way enough that people are like, yeah, Greg's seen The Brood. He's good. Yeah. You get the high voice. Yeah, I've seen The Brood. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah, I've never seen The Brood, right? So we realized, Genius and I had a number of films on our horror blind spot that in polite company, we would say we've seen because... At that time, we were afraid of being like ostracized, shame, ostracized. Yes, yeah. dude, I have no shame. There's, there's movies that I I have seen, but I was a kid. Like when my yeah. dad was taking me to the VHS store, like vividly remembering. I mean, this part of why Rotten Rolls probably happened. That's the covers <laughs> and like that is your trailer in a sense, and remembering that stuff vividly where it's like i watched that i know enough about it but i could not sit and do a podcast about it because i would it's been 25 years since i've seen it probably it's, it's like it's, it's cool insane when you got that essay that you have to write about a book but you didn't read the book yeah yeah and you just like um, well i read the cover of the, of the i've read the synopsis of the book who is afraid of virginia wolf everybody is afraid <laughs> of virginia wolf <laughs> so yeah i mean I she get, was a werewolf i get that and i mean the, the creep cast was primarily us trying to see as many new releases as we could yep. like even to the point where we'd go see it and then directly go back We'd be quiet in the car ride back. Like neither of us would talk. There was no noise. Save it for the show. And then we'd get back and just unleash whatever yeah. we had to talk about. So I mean, yeah, we've primarily been covering new stuff and we'll continue that on the the new one because the site more or less focuses on modern type of, of films. But we I mean we go back and visit classics. I mean eighties and nineties occasionally, but I mean that's kind of the sweet spot when we do get into some retro things outside of the classics that reach beyond that like of course halloween but yeah. uh so yeah i mean i get where you're coming from but because there are a lot of older films that even that i've done rotten rentals of and i'm like i haven't seen this film but i just did a rotten rentals for it mm -hmm. so and there's yeah. and it always gets a response and ultimately <laughs> so we built an entire segment called i've seen that yeah, yeah. where yep. we ultimately it was great because it was kind of like our admission and but with the best part was though to finally experience the film and that's one of the things that we do when we host films is we'll always ask has anyone seen a film for their first time and i think so many people 
they some they may not even want to admit it but i think when we because we celebrate it mm-hmm. it's like are yeah. you kidding this is so cool you get to see a film for your first time up on the big screen how amazing is sleepaway that? camp recently for you guys oh right yeah. like you had people that hadn't seen it i, I remember love seeing yeah. people that watch was... sleepaway camp for the first time <laughs> that oh <laughs> Because that movie is insane. Yes. Not even just the end. The end's the, the insane cherry thing. on the top. But the whole movie is fucking crazy. We thought about doing a sleepaway camp commentary for our 200th episode. We love that film so much. <laughs> it's a beautiful crazy cake of just layered madness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not even like madness. Just like absurd awkwardness too. You that can takes o- place. You can always gauge how the crowd will respond based on the initial ant. Yeah, scene yeah, yeah, yeah. With a, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. just the other day we were thinking of doing a sleepaway camp commentary. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice of us? <laughs> because so ridiculous it, it, it is, but you can tell they either embrace it and yeah. they're good along with the ride, or at that point they're like, "Wait, I don't know what is happening. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Why am I sitting here?" <laughs> and then at that point, at then the, the uh, half shirts roll in, <laughs> baldies. It's then they realize why Greg's dressed like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. This makes well, sense. Well, no, that's just, just a Friday brave, night. Great fashion yeah. choice. Like he didn't just wore that last Thursday. Yeah, I exactly. Know. I just rolled in off the street actually. Like, hey, could you a host sleepaway camp? You look the part. Yeah, thanks. I'm good. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, can get some popcorn. Over five years, I've grown so be so accustomed in those damn cutoff shorts that they have become part of me like it's like the never nude thing and the uh i've seen a lot of photos of you oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> those shorts on. i apologize yeah. to anyone that's seen me in those unfortunately <laughs> no. at least he's not going around like hey you're gonna have a scent gum you know or something. <laughs> <laughs> well we always joke that if we don't have the nightmare junkhead banner at the nerds uh, <laughs> show it's, it's just legs like and denim ba- basic instinct <laughs> Just it's like a Gallagher show, but <laughs> quite the opposite, I guess. Uh, Don't sit in the front row. No, yeah. instead, of mel- instead of melons, it's berries. <laughs> but what I wanted to do, get just get us back on track here, oh, come on. is to look at like the, the best I've seen that movie yeah. at this yeah. point. And I wanted to start because this is a film that... Um, Again, if someone had said, hey, Greg, uh, what are your favorite Frank Henelotter films? I'd go, oh, you know, A Basket Case, Frankenhooker, Brain Damage. Mm -hmm. And they'd go, oh, Brain Damage. Yeah, you like that one? Oh, yeah, the little thing with the the talk's funny. I love it. Love it. Great. Boom. Never seen it. Never seen it. (laughs) And it wasn't until we did, I took a chance. I'm going to get very regional here if you're in the Midwest. Uh, Vintage Stock ran one of their buy two, get one free used Blu-rays. And whenever they do that, I will go in and I'll look for the boutique ones, you know, the arrows, the the scream, the shout factories, mm-hmm. the the vinegar syndromes, all those. And sure enough, I found three. And in the three was brain damage. And I'd nice. never seen it. I and it was an arrow disc, so it was loaded with extras. Yeah. And I knew, you know what, even if I don't like it, I'll like the extras regardless. That's the stuff I buy it for anyway. Oh uh, yeah, it's just stuff you don't I mean, anyone can watch the movie, but then to learn about some of the extra more about, stuff. Yeah. You know. I watch the I extras that, more often than I do the feature film itself. Like yeah. I'm that kind of nerd. But I get down here, and again, the, my I've, I've fostered a relationship with this film at this point. So the first time I watched it was down here in the basement by myself. <laughs> and I don't say that as a bad thing, because I've had some of the best screenings here by myself. But it was one of those movies I'm watching by myself, and I'm like physically reacting. Because it comes like, <laughs> ew. Oh, oh, oh. But I immediately was like, I kind of want Genius to watch this, because I knew Brain Damage was also a... It's a handle on a jam. What, had you seen that beforehand? No, it was an I seen that, so I've never seen. 
So when you watched it initially, you had a, a comment and a reaction that I think sums the whole movie up. Have you now, Tim, Casey, have, have you seen this? I have not seen this movie. Okay. There's a scene in here. I know exactly here. what you're talking about. It's like we were just talking about like, well, you can kind of say a general you could synopsis, by. but... Yeah, there's a scene that happens. We won't spoil it for you, but do you, do you remember you what you, you said about it? Yeah. I said, "Well, we'll never host that for Monday Mystery Movie Night." <laughs> a scene you... so vile that even Genius was shaken. I was gonna say that says a lot. That's <laughs> like a rotten uh, tomato stamp of approval type of thing in reverse. Well, because I, I was just like, "What the fuck is going?" Well, that's graphic as shit, and I couldn't help but laugh. But it just got worse and worse and worse. <laughs> it makes it funnier somehow yeah. as it gets worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was it was it was like the simple rake you know gag yeah. level <laughs> but ultimately um thanks to amber and adrian over at terror tuesday i was able to see this on the big screen nice and uh, the communal experience with brain damage when i could hear amber and our friend christina physically like doing the, uh, like gagging at just the <laughs> grossness of aylmer and that particular scene which i was holding my breath for because i was like oh i don't know how right. this is gonna play you know it's coming yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, did I just do a pun? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, you did. That's an unwilling pun. <laughs> you ever, uh, spoilers out of context. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new segment. Spoilers out of context. But that tells you truly how much you've seen that. <laughs> you've seen that. But they laughed in a like, oh, this is so uh, gross kind of way. So it played well. But even so, we just did our, you know, our last what's the score was on brain damage. So the fact that I've been able to shepherd this film from a first time viewing of a movie that I was. With those movies, I'm sometimes upset I didn't see them back in the day because I could have been celebrating them the entire time. But yeah. nothing matches that first viewing experience and then being fortunate enough to see it up on the big screen. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, I highly recommend seeing it if you can. I've got the Blu-ray you if you want to borrow okay. it. Oh, yeah. Don't watch it with the family. <laughs> yeah, don't. I don't plan on it. Well, any, that, that could be said for any Hen and Lauder movie. <laughs> that's <true. laughs> yeah, that's... He doesn't make Disney films. <laughs> But uh, Genius, do you have a favorite? I've seen that. I got a few. I was thinking originally of one movie, but that wouldn't be a nice scene that because it's such an obscure movie. That was an end of the mouth of March Madness movie. But at the same time, it's by a master. So I guess um, Eaten Alive would be one of my favorite movies because I'm not saying it's hard to scare me, but I love a good jump scare. I love that. I love being scared, right? But and really... I'm like, ooh, I'll get a good jump in, but rarely will I jump out of my seat and put my feet up and like curl in the position and go, ah! <laughs> and, like, just a falsetto. And eating alive, there was a one-two punch by uh, Tobey Hooper, where, um, <laughs> oh God, what was his name? Uh, Glenn? No, um, Buck. Not Buck. Oh no, the, uh, the main bad guy. Yeah, the main bad guy, Neville. Oh, uh, he's frightening. He's insane. He looks unhinged. Yeah, I, I was gonna uh, go ahead, finish your thought. No, no, because no. I, I have one of my own that's uh, oh, completely yeah. different than anything you guys are gonna talk about, and it's terrible. Oh no, that's okay. Well, so I'm sitting there watching. Sorry, I didn't this. mean to interrupt that. No, that's okay. So we're sitting there watching for In the Mouth of March Madness, right? Yeah. And he goes, "It's the other one. It's a good one." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And so I'm watching this. And it's in the middle of the day, mind you. It's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. oh, bright geez. and sunny and shit. And it's just this dirty, filthy, like, southern gothic horror Grit. or southern horror with just, like, an insane person chasing this little girl with a sickle, right? Yep. So she's going around under the ground. There's rats and shit yep. all over the place. And I'm already, like, skeezed out because I'm, like... Underground. It's yeah, it's underground. So and it's all, like... Mm-hmm, it's all... Chud people down there. 
fuck yeah, there's chugs down there, and that's what they'll get you. But she's crawling around under this thing, and all of a sudden, this alligator jumps out and almost gets her, and I'm like, ah! But then, all of a sudden, the his sickle comes and like almost gets her too, and I go, ah! And I just scream and jump on my uh, sofa, and I almost text to Greg, man, fuck this movie, dude. <laughs> this is fucked up. That is a reaction. Yeah. That is Guttural. strength. That is scares. I... I thoroughly love that movie there's either chuds under there or judd yeah judds or chud, <laughs> chud. chud and it is neville chuds. neville brand and he's it's uh let me see here. he's intense and yeah, insane he, wait what happened to my uh imdb here he goes oh this is actually a very handsome picture of him oh, back yeah. in the day but uh no it's got it's it's it could be uh pennywise yeah it is right? uh, but yeah no makeup on him but you mentioned actually uh the into the mouth of march madness tournament and i think mm-hmm. that's another thing that i think that has come out of this and i'm glad you're our friend because <laughs> if you go back this will be the, actually the technically this will be our fourth year of doing the into the mouth of march madness tournament where in the month of march and now in the only in the month of March do we pit uh, 32 films from the past 40 years against each other. September Madness. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We had a lot to learn that first year. Hey, it, was, it worked. You got to work the kinks out. You learn how it goes. Yep. People were patient, thankfully. <laughs> but the best part is not only do we put together a little um, bracket-like tournament like yeah. the people do in the month of March with the sports ball. But um, we interact then with other podcasts and other artists, directors, fans of the genre, and we engage in intellectual debate, mm-hmm. <laughs> J- uh, acrobats, if you will. Uh, knowledgeable fisticuffs. Yes, yeah, yes. Where nice. we show our work. Uh, but it's been phenomenal because of the the advent of Skype, the advent yeah. of social media. Yeah, absolutely. We've been able to interact with people I never thought we would. Right. And again, seeing movies that I probably never would have seen beforehand had I not done the podcast and engaged in Into the Mouth of March Madness, of mm-hmm. which um, this year we're doing it again here. And yep. I should say, uh, everything works out. The uh, members of the Creep cast will be on one of our decades. I know we're looking between two. We're not going to you know, give away yeah, which one. Yet. But the lineup has been finalized for mm-hmm. Into the Mouth of March Madness in the oh, year this of one's 2020. Gonna be, this is going to be fun. I have my favorites, but I'll have to chime in with adam and eric and see oh yeah make it yeah. a group consensus make yeah. sure it's collaborative we don't want to right. cause dissent right. yeah. immediately yep. split it up immediately well, that was a good <laughs> four that was a good four all, episodes all, all because of march madness <laughs> it's it's got a death curse whoops <laughs> well you know what we wouldn't have initially been able to do some of the podcast over in the into our mouth of march madness tournament without our expansion into events and mm-hmm. thanks to the podcast We've been able to go and engage in a number of conventions and film festivals. And I should say, let's start local here. But here recently, we just celebrated the latest Crypticon that came and went. That was a hoot. And this was through the podcast. I had a reason to now go out and go to these conventions of which I'd never been to before. And man, I met Danielle Harris. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I got to check that off the bucket list <laughs> and things like that I that I you know had heard before in the past and to go there my first time and to see what the convention scene was like to see everyone interacting to see all the wares and just to see the people just having fun it was wonderful it was just something that you just felt and just embraced and yeah, loved. Yeah, it's a safe it was, place. Mm-hmm. It yeah. truly, truly yeah. was. And you can let your freak flag fly and yeah. just nobody's going to judge you, you know? Everybody's there for the love of horror and that's what I like about that. I was at the first Crypticon when it was in Overland Park. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I went to that on a Sunday with, with JD at the time and 
it was our first horror convention that we had been to. And actually now I'm thinking about probably like first convention, entertainment convention of any kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was kind of surreal that first convention you go. Cause you, you've been watching all these movies and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, Bill Mosley's over here. And, uh, Lou Temple's over here and yeah. like the stories that Lou was able to tell and how personal he was and he's like F Denzel Washington that kind of thing <laughs> it's just interesting to have these conversations with these people but and then after that I was like this is cool we need like we need to get involved in this and then they moved of course to Ramada the next year and I got a table there for Downright Creepy and then I started doing their website and that yeah, hap- that lasted for a few years and um, so yeah, we got involved in it. I finally was able to come back <laughs> this year and visit for a little bit before heading out to Comic-Con in San Diego. So yeah, it's been interesting, uh, over the years. And then Rotten Reynolds was alive at that time. Yep. And that was a thing that I created and brought it to, to Crypticon and made a lot of friends over that. And like people that I was seeing every year just to come and chat about Rotten Reynolds stuff. So yeah, it's, it's a really cool environment there and you hit it it's the people that come back year after year Mm -hmm. and those friends that you make and now obviously in social media you can stay connected year-round but that face-to-face interactivity you know that goes a long way and it's something you look you go to look forward to and let's face it in today's day and age sometimes you you need those things to look forward to you to get you something to get you through the weeks Mm -hmm. the months the days and so forth and honestly that's been one of those big things there now you mentioned san diego the san diego comic-con yeah you've gone at this point how many times uh seven years in a row is it enjoyable at this this point (laughs) that's a good question (laughs) (laughs) um the last three yeah i've went by myself Covering it by myself. That is not a fun thing to do. Um, Because you start to lose a little. I I specifically remember the first day I was walking in the convention floor. Because convention floor is awesome. There's a lot of cool vendors and celebrities are there doing signings. Mm. And all this like artists are in there. Um, But really everything takes place kind of like outside and in the convention. You know, in the panel rooms, right? So Mm -hmm. that's where the stuff's going down. And for me, the convention is like a priority I need to get into and see but it's also like a downtime it, thing. Like when the hell am I going to find time in the schedule that I don't even have anything in here scheduled to eat, which is at a lot of conventions, right? But like, especially when you're at something with 160,000 people and you have to find time in the schedule where, you know, PR people will give you like, here's two hours for an interview that you have 15 minutes for, which is you're very thankful for. But it also is like, that's two hours of the day now mm-hmm. um, that I have to, to spend that I can't go stand in line for an hour somewhere, right. To get into the next panel. Um, but yeah, it's just a crazy schedule to the point where the first year I started going by myself, I was like, I got to do something to just entertain myself and take some stress off. And I don't know if it did that or not (laughs) ultimately, but I started doing these like scavenger hunts with boom, howdy and downer creepy rotten rentals, all that kind of stuff. Stranger things and it and castle rock and they just took off. Those were yeah. trending weird. like crazy <laughs> on that. And so I was doing the Stranger Things. I remember, I think it was on Slack or something. I was talking to everybody. was writing on Boom Howdy at the mm-hmm. time. Because it was like a joint effort for between Downright Creepy and, and Boom Howdy. I was like, man, we're just we're, I'm not just like covering anymore. We're like part of Comic-Con. Because right. IndieWire is writing about this thing that we're doing for Stranger Things. It was out for a week. And I just thought, eh, I'm going to try this. I watched it. Ben, I stayed home from work one day. <laughs> Watched the whole thing, had an idea, came up with the idea that night, executed the idea the next day, which was VHS cases at the time, uh, and then wrote 
the rest of the the idea, like the tweets and stuff for the hints and clues for a scavenger hunt on the plane on the way there, landed, threw up missing posters of Will Byers. And then the next thing I know, I'm looking at my Twitter and Instagram and I'm just like getting blown up with uh, hashtags. <laughs> and then David Harbour got involved and was like, this is so cool. And then Noah Schwepp that plays uh, Will was like, this is awesome. And uh, oh, I can't think of his name right now. It sucks. Uh, Will's dad, the guy that plays Will's dad, is like, help help find my son if you're on the ground at Comic-Con. Uh, Lonnie cares. Hashtag That's Lonnie cool. cares. So this is weird thing that's happening. Uh, and then Chris Hardwick got a VHS case and it was in the Nerdist studios and people would be on from the show or whatever and they'd just be like, oh, what's this? This is cool. The Duffer yeah. Brothers asked about it and it's like, Dan, if you could have just said our name. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it was it was this weird experience. So Comic-Con's been something that I've been super grateful for and I remember when we first got it for Downright Creepy. Um, was it 2012? Because I was like, I watched it on G4 Network, the live mm-hmm. coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I was like, this is fucking incredible. Like, yeah. I got to go to this. How do we go to this? So I applied for credentials. I'm like, we're never going to get this. And then we got three. And I was like, oh, it's on. And so I've been <laughs> going ever since. To Comic-Con! Yeah, but it's been, like, we got into the Rob, uh, what was it, uh, Robert Rodriguez party for Machete. Oh, and we got cool. this hard rock party. And, like, Rob Shear was there. And I called him somebody, or Paul, Paul Shear was there, sorry. And I, I called him somebody else. You called him Rob? I called him <laughs> Rob, yeah. So screwed that up. And uh, been screwing things up ever since. <laughs> but it's it's fun. Uh, it's led to a lot of friendships and like experiences from people that I've met there, including like Justin Beam and Rebecca McKendry and random people that I, I ran into at Fangoria back then. Uh, and John Condit from Jared Central, who lives in San Diego. So, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy experience. And the It thing was like even 10 times more than what Stranger Things was the next year that we did it. So. Which was kind of <laughs> kind of piggybacking on the success of Stranger Things just with the vein they hit. Yeah. And then it just... The nostalgia, mm-hmm. the kids, the mm-hmm. act, you know, Finn Hart. Uh, Finn is in both. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of weird. Nice connective uh, tissue. And then I got to meet those guys and show them the poster and they called the hotline, the missing kids hotline that I set up that That's went cool. viral. And it, yeah, it was, it's crazy, man, what that stuff became. <laughs> But it shows you that there's an audience for it. It's just, but how do you, you know, tap into it? But in, yeah. in what work, it's crazy. It's I crazy. I want to do that stuff for a living. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's what I want to do. And I know some friends that do it. And I'm like. It's finding that, yeah. that, that, uh, the blueprint and then yeah. just making it your own. Because yeah. we can do cool shit. It's, <laughs> why yeah. not? You yeah. Know? Well, uh, one of the things that I've even gone from like Crypticon, and I actually was able to go to the San Diego Comic Con back in 2010. Uh, had the opportunity, ran into Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> nice. On the floor. Oh, it was. Oh, hi, Greg. Uh, hello. And he's, yeah, he's just as wonderfully weird as you expect and want. But I didn't lose my shit until I came across uh, Jim Kelly from Black Belt Jones, Enter the Dragon. I was like, the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> the quarterback for the I Indians? have to differentiate between <laughs> that, but. Um, Sports ball. I was just, I was so hyped well, to see Well, when you said the Buffalo Bills, I'm over there. <laughs> <laughs> How great a football team would that be? Just a flesh colored, flesh colored costumes. Don't take my fumble and just like, <laughs> don't take my, yeah, don't take my fumble. What? You can, then, you can only imagine the cheerleaders would be decked out and you know just. Don't hurt me, Mister. They're just sitting there, like <laughs> in the bottom of the well. You just have to have a camera to see them. They're using megaphones to actually yell out of the holes. My daddy's got lotion. M O N E Y. First ten thousand people get lotion. Yeah, uh, in a basket. Yeah. There oh, you go. Jesus Christ. And then again, 
200 episodes in and we still go on tangents, which honestly, sorry that, guys, no, no, no. Are you kidding? That's, that's the formula. Me, that's, I know it, it totally is. Well, and that's what we've loved and enjoyed. And even through the convention circuit, we uh, re- had a couple years ago, we went to days of the dead mm-hmm. and it was through days of the dead that we were able to interact with, um, Gary Pullen, who we've yeah. had a good working relationship with and mm-hmm. we had, you know, from my parents' basement podcast on, but then to see and meet these people that are creating the artwork yeah. that has exploded in the horror community and what you guys kind of tapped into with Rotten Reynolds, but all the boutique Blu-rays, the yeah. the albums, when getting to meet someone that has created that and then when you realize that they're, like you said, they're, they're horror celebrities. They're just like us. I know, yeah. <laughs> they're just down-to-earth people. Yeah. And, it was, uh, I, I, I had Gary involved in the It scavenger hunt at Comic-Con because he had a booth there. Mm-hmm. And so I went up, I entered because we kind of talked online and whatnot. And then I introduced myself and I was like, hey, he's like, oh, yeah, I know who you guys are. I was like, oh, yeah, Nightmare Junkhead. Oh, yeah, okay, I know those guys. There you go. And then I said, let's do, a, let's make this a, a location for the scavenger hunt. People have to come over when they find the clue and the booth number and all that. And he's like, okay, awesome. Here, give them this print too of Pennywise. Nice. So, yeah, it's again funny that it's just a, circle of friends right. <laughs> it, it, it is it's the spooky kids yeah the spooky kids <laughs> it's club. all the spooky kids uh we had a chance we set in on the ethereum film ca- short film showcase mm-hmm. where we were introduced to stacy yeah who's been a friend been on the podcast at this point we saw her the other night at the drive-in. drive-in yeah <laughs> so what and I saw photos there yeah yeah it's again genuine you know the, it's almost like a sasquatch you know sighting which not anymore because <laughs> i've gotten good about it but now the, it's me. <laughs> I know. Actually, <laughs> that's, totally that's true. We totally need a shot of you down. Now you're not getting yeah. out of the basement. I took eyes of you, but I took photos of you, but there's no proof I was here. Except yeah. for <laughs> Skype like, voice that's right. on here. It's just like a, just a, a camera. Well, speaking of on the basement, remember when you locked <laughs> me in the basement in oh, the cage at Panic oh, Fest yeah. Sarah McLaughlin? Yeah. I came I had 14,000 photos on my phone and I, <laughs> I ran across that one. I'm like, oh, I got to send that again. I got That's a gem right there. You might have to explain that one to the, no, the I think family. It's best just, uh, again, just context. mystery. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I finally got out. Well, that's the In perfect the segue. Of the angel. <laughs> to a- talk about the Panic Film Festival, something a little you have had a say in as you are the yeah. co-founder of it and that's the other thing. I, I look forward to yep. the Panic Fest yep. every fucking year without fail. That makes me super happy because every year we're like, this thing, it's just going to like, how do we fucking do it every year? Every Because we start trying to plan right now. We're just like, what films are we going to get? You know, because it's all about like submissions and then we yeah. blend it with um, what studio films we think are interesting or maybe ones that are just on the cusp of getting distribution, mm-hmm. but they don't. So it's a nice mixture of all that. So every year I'm like, I'm panicked. Uh, Ah. In October is when it starts. And so, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Well, no. In fact, if you go back to the Nerds and Nostalgia episode, it was to promote at that point that year's Panic Mm -hmm. Film Festival. Yeah. So we, and whether or not we've, we're at, you know, podcasting live. Thank you guys for that again. Maybe that is the, uh, the, um, oh, good Lord. The the nepotism that's going on. (laughs) But even beyond that, I've been starting to attend and I've seen such amazing films and literally made memories through that. Honestly, at Panic Film Fest, there's at least two movies on my favorite of that year through the whole year. The whole year. I did. uh, low life, uh, yeah. trying to Busan, uh, one cut of the dead, and yeah. pump. just pump, just all these <laughs> amazing, amazing movies. We, uh, the one that I'm most proud of was I think our second year was uh, 
what we do in the shadows. Yeah. <sighs> that was the second year? That was the second or third. Third year. Third it had year, been, I think. I think, the I think it was. And yeah, it was, it was year three. North American debut. It was. So it hadn't been shown here. Now it's a whole like thing. Yeah. Like, and I remember that screening so well because from start to finish, the smile on my face, you couldn't yeah. bite it off. You couldn't nod it off. It was so permanent. And it was such a fun movie. And again, the, the audience reacting to it, everyone just having such genuine joy. I that's totally stuck in my brain box. Like yeah. that's a permanent memory through Panic Fest. Mm-hmm. I didn't get so here's the thing. I didn't get to watch that What's, until I was in the theater on Sunday with you guys. So really? I everything and I sat in the back so I could just kind of take in mm-hmm. what everyone was kind of doing and what they were kind of feeling during the movie. And you're right, like that's the same feeling I had. And looking back on it, I mean that's the type of thing like South by would get. Mm-hmm. And we got it that year. I don't know how. I mean, well, thanks to in part to Adam and what he's done with Armor, uh, and built up you know relationships with the film studios and distributors. That's I mean that's how we got it. But it's still crazy that we got it. Well, the fact that it's been able to expand right along with Screenland Armor with the extension of the theaters. Yeah. Uh, it seems like Panic has been getting bigger, not only with the films but the guests that are coming in, the short the short film showcase, which is always kind of a highlight for mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of people. And now we have two. Two uh, showcases where we started as one, and now we're like, and also two, and I'm like, we could probably do three. Kudos for putting then the other films throughout the rest of the week as well, which was awesome. Okay, so when you're during that during that weekend of all the preparation and everything that goes on, you've mentioned, do you you get a chance to enjoy anything at all? (laughs) Um, I do find pockets of time that I enjoy myself. <laughs> uh, no, overall, he I... He sits in the corner, eats a candy bar <laughs> for like about a minute. And then While like, you guys are all in, the, <sighs> all in a theater, I'm outside like, yeah. Silence. Nachos again. <laughs> <laughs> this is my fourth nacho today and it's four o'clock. <laughs> no, I I really enjoy it. Like you look forward to it because it's fine. Like all your hard work, like with me and Adam and everyone that works at Screenland and the artists that, that help us bring the kind of brand to life every year, that the new like cat demon or something like that like all that work finally pays off and you get to see it but then it's over so quick yeah like a weekend goes by so quick and you're working late hours whether it's you know i'll be doing something with the vendor space or i'm taking out trash like whatever you got to do to to make it happen um but yeah it happens so quick and you meet so many new people because a lot of times screen uh filmmakers will come in that are screening there and it's especially the short films you know they're really represented there um but you do occasionally get some feature film makers that come in and the low life is a good example of that where most of the cast came in, IFC brought them in and you know, you stay in touch with like Ryan, yeah. the director of that or, uh, Michelle, she's yeah, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course, when we introduced the live podcast, that was a new fold too. Um, yeah, and I will say this when, so the movie Crip live was, and that's on my regular rotation. That's yeah, my Monday. Absolutely. So seeing them live in itself was great. I was just kicked back, relaxing, recording on my computer, which made me super nervous, but I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah I'm sure like, oh, the, 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 the don't crash. going back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> but I didn't know you and Adam were going to be the first guests. So when they called you up, it was like a game show thing. I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't know they were doing that. It was just such a cool thing to see friends of mine that have worked really hard and getting those kudos on a podcast. I'm like, shit, I'm going to be listening to you guys, you know, eventually on my walk with Lola. It was just really what would do you remember what that was like? That was amazing because I remember, you know, during the Creepcast talking about like Hatchet and Frozen and. Now, all of a sudden, we got these guys here, and it was the second time because they brought the Hatchet Roadshow. Yep. 
here and I was able to, to stay for some of that. I had to leave, but I gave him like a hatchet, uh, fright rags, rotten rentals that we did yep. and gave him a t-shirt from rotten rentals and that kind of thing. And so we kind of made that relationship that night and he had funny stories. I won't tell oh, about this. You no. may have already heard about uh, yeah, the hotel, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. So then, yeah, when we were going to bring him back in, we're like, this, this would be really cool. They're really down to earth guys. And then to yes. be on their podcast was so weird, like in a great way. Right. And it still is to this day, like one of the highlights uh, of any of the festivals we've done. It was just so cool to have those guys on. I mean, I still keep in contact with Joe occasionally. I went and saw, you'll love this uh, genius. Uh, I was at South by and I saw hereditary. <laughs> and I was like, dude, hereditary. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is a weird slow burn type of movie, man. You should check this out. Like I, I really dug it. And uh, Ari's here and Elijah's doing the Q and a right oh, now nice. and all this stuff. And it's two in the fucking morning. I can barely stay awake and I'm watching this weird movie. Uh, but I said, yeah, you should check it out. He's like, oh, yeah, cool. And then so occasionally we'll have we'll exchange, you know, texts like that. But I just think it's funny that that was one of the <laughs> that's texts I remember that we had exchanged. But, yeah, I mean, we, we'd we love to have him back. I mean, we've even talked about bringing him back. Uh, Adam and I have recently as we're trying to build out, you know, guests, live podcasts, films, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'm hopeful, if not this year, next year, it's a matter of like, oh, do they have films to promote? Sure, Does it make yeah. sense for everyone? Um, but yeah, I mean, I... I would have them back every year if we could. To be honest with you, they're just they're down awesome. to earth. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's was that was, was so nice and refreshing that they were good dudes. You know, yeah. that's the one thing you're saying. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And they were. It's one again. They're one of us, but just very talented. Yep. As it turns out, uh, no, that was a, a blast. Um, the fact that the the very moniker of what might be on Genius McGee's tombstone. <laughs> came from and has followed yep. you throughout the beginnings of the podcast to, to this the, day <laughs> and if it was if it wasn't for panic fest we wouldn't have wolf cop uh, dude that, wolf cop uh, and wolf cop too and wolf cop <laughs> too. too wolf cop's incredible for, fortunately i was upright for wolf cop too. yes <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have the repeat but i mean that in the, that came that stemmed from panic fest mm-hmm. our the fact that the wolf cop incident with Hannah Smith came from <laughs> our first live episode we did at the panic film festival. Oh, no. And I'm legit not joking when I say making memories and legit memories have been made there That's again awesome. through the movies itself, through the fun interactions. Yeah. It's been legitimate, something I've always looked forward to. And I'm going to throw, I've got to request this one. This is my baby Vegas little reference here of the week. <laughs> but if you can, I've heard a lot of good things about Joe Vegas's VFW. Yeah. Uh, I, so we we screened as you know almost human uh that would a while ago and he did a little recorded message for us couldn't be there with josh ethier also did it one for us um yeah i mean i'd i'd love to to bring it in and it's definitely on our list and uh, i saw I films rec- right now i so. recently saw bliss over at screenland yeah. tapcade and that one yeah that one fresh off of fantastic oh list. my goodness so it's it, I that's I'm just throwing a request. I want to just see if it sticks. You know, ideally, it very well could as long as you know. It, a lot of times, so that's the thing too with like the time of our festival. Mm-hmm. It can be challenging because you've got a lot of stuff at Fantastic Fest or mm-hmm. um, Stegs or whatever that's going on in between, and then building up to you've got Berlin, and it's not like we're competing with st- these festivals, but it's right. a matter of can we get premieres, but more importantly, can we get them before they find a distributor? Sure. And then we got to go through the distributor. And sometimes that's right. a whole thing. Cause you can't get it because of rights or whatever. And then you got South by in March 
And if they promise a premiere to South by in March, mm-hmm. they can't screen at our place, even if it's like, we don't care about the premiere. We just want right. to share a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can't always do that if, you know, it's booked somewhere else. So it's challenging in that sense. So as long as uh, that doesn't have a distributor yet, it's on our list. Crossing fingers. So we'll see. I think I've got about 15 to 20 films right now on a list cool. that are indie films without distributors that have screened at festivals or that are coming out under a studio release around the time that we can get early mixed in with our hundred or so films that we've got to comb through. And it's only, you know, October and they have another month to submit. So I'm sure we'll probably get, you know, 25, 50 more films, Mm -hmm. uh, which it's about a quarter features. And then the rest are shorts. I got to comb through. So we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, just again, I'm just putting the energy out yeah, there. Yeah, we'll but see. I'm anxious for next year. And again, also, we're going to be, thank you again for letting us do a live show. Yeah. I guess we can go ahead and announce uh, the format. <laughs> the Game of Woo! Games Round 3. <laughs> we're, we're definitely going back to the interactive game show. So bone up on your horror knowledge, music, your clips. What's the score? All of all those things. Good, all it your is favorites. Just bone up. It's the, yeah, just, uh, bone, ew, ew. just in general, man. Don't dream it. <laughs> But no, I definitely make sure you guys come out for the panel field. And get also congratulations, number one, the fact that it's made the rounds on many best of list at this point of indie, yeah. you know, genre and just all the genre festivals mm-hmm. out there. So people are talking about Cinepocalypse. They're talking Fantastic Fest, Beyond Fest. They're also talking the Panic Film Fest. I know. It's crazy to put us into that kind of list of, of films because or festivals because like Fantastic Fest, for instance, is still really high up on the list, right? And because of the experience you can have there. Night, Nightmares Film uh, Fest in Ohio that uh, Jason Tofferson puts on is another really top-notch uh, fest with filmmakers. So to be starting to be included in that uh, list and and growing uh, community of film festivals is incredible to us. And so we made Movie Maker last year as a top 30 fest in the world uh, for Genre Fest. And we may make it again this year. I'm not supposed to talk about it. That's okay. We'll beep that one out too. <laughs> you deserve uh, all yeah, the kudos. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it's, Panic Fest deserves all the kudos it can get. It's it, well, such it's, a wonderful, wonderful night. I'm also so glad we could do this type of thing in Kansas City. Yes, right. Because yeah. like other stuff. I mean, and that goes for uh, nightmares too. Like in Ohio, like places you might not expect are having some of the best genre fest in the world that you can do. So it's mm-hmm. not just LA. It's not just New York, you know, any of those types of cities. I mean, it's, it's interesting to be in smaller cities and make that kind of impact and, yeah. and bring those people in that want to come here too. Yeah. So. Well, and then they see that it is a pretty genre friendly town and yeah, it really is. And w- it doesn't hurt to have a, a really cool v- retro theater that feels like you're entering Haddonfield. In. Yes. So <laughs> the ambiance is beyond perfect yeah. for everything. And I just, I, as it continues to grow, we hope to continue to grow along with it. So thank, and again, whether or not, you know, doing any, the podcast obviously is the connection to it, but even if it wasn't connected that I'd still be there. Uh, the awkward nerd in the back, that would be me. But now I'm just the awkward nerd with a cam microphone and someone's like, how are you enjoying the fest? Well, <laughs> well, hey, how's it going? Hey, you, want, you want to record? We're happy to have you there and kind of have it. Uh, I said it last year, but you're basically like podcast ambassadors, right? Like, as long as we're doing the fest oh. and as long as you're doing the podcast, you have a spot there. Yeah, thanks. Thank so, 
know that. But oh, that's fair. And I, I could talk a little bit about who we might bring in. Uh, let's uh, as long as we're not blamed if it falls through. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know it's got a dip. <laughs> I know, I know for sure. One, I can go ahead and talk about. We'll announce it officially, but we can talk about it here first. Um, so, Cult Podcast reached yes. out to me last year, and it's it's a group of three comedians actually in L.A. Um, that I don't even know how they found out about Panic Fest, to be honest with you. But we first did, you know, we started doing live open calls for live podcast and they submitted it and we're, I'm like, all right, I'll give it a listen. And it was actually past the date that we were considering, but we we're still trying to figure out a lineup. And uh, I listened to them and they're so much fun. Yeah. And they're a rising podcast and they're all really personable. They're cool people to chat with. And I'm sure you talked to them last oh, year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mondo reached out to me again and was like, Hey, I want to, we want to come back. And I'm like, yeah, come back. Of <laughs> so, course. So we're definitely going to have the cult podcast back. And don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't drink right. the Kool-Aid. Um, so check them out if you haven't looked at them already. Um, and then we don't know exactly what's going to happen yet, but Justin Beam's going to come down uh, and host a screening. He may do Justin Beam radio hour oh, and excellent. do something with that. He's dreamy. Yeah, Just don't get lost in the eyes. He's dreamy. I said he's like marijuana personified. <laughs> he's so relaxing. <laughs> That's and why we always joke we prefer to Skype with him because then I won't get lost in his... <laughs> yeah. and Justin, we love you to death, but damn it, you're a dreamy looking dude, man. Oh, yeah. Just, That's that's exactly what I meant. There, I mean, it was no disrespect. Oh, yeah. No. Well, no, uh, I was going to say there are worse things to be called. Yeah. He's going to come to Casey. Ugh. I hear you're talking shit. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> yeah, wearing sunglasses like, the entire time. Like real nice about it, though. <laughs> yeah. Real cool about it. <laughs> Just beats your ass. And you're like, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll just say this. I want to thank him already before, even before I've picked up the disc. Uh, but the upcoming Blu-ray for the Blob and the upcoming Blu-ray like for Blu-ray. Big Trouble and Little Child. I know. <laughs> it's well, not he, like every commentary. He right? and Heather Buckley, man, they are pro- yeah. one providing the best like gateway into these movies that meant so much to us back Absolutely. in the day. The fact that Joe Lynch has actually got to moderate the Blob commentary with like Chuck Russell, Tony Gardner. Uh, that to me is worth the price of the Blu-ray alone. I was just going to say something about, I mean, we talked about Justin hosting stuff and then the commentary and, and that kind of thing. When El, uh, Alamo just opened their L.A. Uh, theater mm-hmm. and like all the fucking people they get, they just got at their disposal at any given time. There. Joe Lynch and hosted Joe just did Maximum Overdrive on 35 <laughs> with one of the special effects guys in tow. Uh, uh, Dean, oh, I'm trying to remember his life. Uh, I can't think of his name, but it's he was perfect. I, yeah, I saw it as part of the. Yep, I was like, yeah. oh my god, and that man makes me feel bad whenever we host a movie at the draft house. Like, <laughs> I know. Um, like um, hey well, guys, it's us. Hey, it's us again. <laughs> hey, here's my special guest, Greg. <laughs> yeah. One hey, night, here's you, one, night me. one night you should just like fuck with people and say, and tonight we have a special guest, yeah. and then say it, and just no one comes out. And Claude like, Rains, the Invisible yeah. Man. <laughs> Kevin Bacon reprising his role as Hollow Man. <laughs> Can't you see his dong? Like, put on your night vision glasses. No, just that that won't happen. No, don't do that. <laughs> Amber would be mad. <laughs> but it is kind of rad to see them. And well, because like it's, um, you know, the fact we were able, fortunate enough, we hosted some of the Q and A's and moderated them with Joe yeah. and Adam. And everybody. actually, the one, that we, the fact that I just experienced and was able to do it, the uh, Q and A we did with the Low Life crew yeah. when Genius and I were bearing the Luchador masks. Yeah, I have a photo of that, that somewhere. Was so I have much a lot of fun. weird photos with Jay on. Um, <laughs> yeah, imagine that <laughs> videos and. And I'm not even around that much. Just think of the shit I'm not catching. That's the crazy thing. I know, right? It's like, this is... (laughs) I've got you in a cage, like... 
moderating luchador i've got several just th- photos i've saved from my from would, facebook of greg and shorts so would, right would make for just, take them. They're just on my phone i'm like oh that's sh- cute makes for an interesting tinder profile shenanigan <laughs> album like where where is there a big wolf dick between those guys and who who's that young girl they're talking to just like <laughs> you said a tinder profile i thought side stories uh, I oh. thought of youraukward.com could just be a, a horror haunt, a horror dating site. <laughs> that, it exists. I almost bought it. So oh, everyone, someone's going to buy it. I was going to say that hits way too close to home, so I can't even laugh oh, about that. Oh, I know. That. It does for me, too. That's why I was like, I need to buy this and do something yeah. with it. Anyway. So. Well, not only Sorry. between movies and events. Um, <laughs> and, and awkward... Awkward. awkward dating sites. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect transition. Way too Swi- many ideas. Swipe sideways. <laughs> <laughs> and it never quite works. Yep. Well, say la vie. It's like a contra code you got to put in to actually do it. Swipe up, up, left, up, down, down. <laughs> and then it's the wrong one, like one wrong thing, and you swipe the person automatically. And you have to go on 30 dates. Great. Like, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. God, that's keeping me away from everything out there like that. <laughs> that is awful. That is so horrible. Now, ultimately, one of the things I wanted to <laughs> touch upon, no, 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 you're good, <laughs> was not only with like the movies and everything that we've been able to expose, but just like all the stuff that has happened outside of that. And I think first and foremost, we I've always been pretty honest about my own mental well-being, everything I've experienced through this podcast. I have gone from being married to being divorced to being single to Know, battling depression and anxiety and all those things and I've always tried to be honest and open with it because one of the things I've enjoyed with other podcasts is them being also honest and open for yeah. me this has almost been therapeutic mm-hmm. in many ways and dealing with all that because it like you know it gives you something to look forward to yeah. for the most part absolutely I know I look forward it's, to and ultimately but if you go back to some of our first episodes um, going all the way back to I think when we were talking like um, Tales from the Dark Side um kitty, kitty i know my, if you kitty. go back to those early episodes where you'll literally hear her on the show yeah. as she would jump up on the table here and talk but you know the passing of kitty mm-hmm. through the time yeah. um in fact i lost my grandmother throughout this time who was a second mom to me so many things happened you know kc you've become a father you know <laughs> since then i mean which is again a lot of stuff is it how has has fatherhood changed your view on things I mean, yeah i've I've gotten married. Um, I've had a son who's about two and a half right now, um, which is just like a new experience every day. I feel like, I mean, it changes your perspective of like, you go in and watch a quiet place oh, and the opening up. scene of that. And you're like, no, or you watch Georgie's arm get ripped off. You're like, no, it has a little more weight to it now than it probably did before. Not that I don't like kids, but, uh, <laughs> you see an arm ripped off now and it's a little different perspective. Um, and just time, you know, mm-hmm. life, I said, gets in the way. And we're tr- I'm trying to slowly transition back into the stuff that I love doing and finding the time for it. So, um, but I mean, I've battled the stuff that you've battled too with, with that, you know, it's, it's a change of lifestyle. It's, yeah. there's other things like professionally that go on that, you know, cause we're all doing this as labor of love of on course, the side, right? Of course. So mm-hmm. you got your day to days you deal with, everyone does. Yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, it's not all like great stuff that we're talking about here it's all good right well, no but, like, and that's just it it's bad shit that goes up you, you take the good you take the bad yes. i mean take them both then you add something like the facts, facts of life. life there you go girls girls <laughs> girls she's dead now too oh so sad <laughs> during the no. in the arms of- <laughs> yeah. abe vagoda passed 
by the time by this, during the podcast yes yeah. how horrible during is that? your podcast he was right. he was podcast. he was a guest we thought he was asleep I know. remember the abe abe well then even looking recently uh the Rip. passing of sid haig yeah, you know, we've, we've lamented Dude. the loss of a lot of people that had, you know, my grandmother, there's a famous, not a famous story, but one of my favorite anecdotes is she, and along with my mom, took me to go see Gremlins, and it was during the, like, the blending scene yeah. or the microwave scene, she looked at me, and she's like, what kind of movie are we watching? <laughs> like, is, are you sure this is for you? Great. So, you know, and so losing her just, yeah. it, it hurt, and, but then it's funny when you look at the people like a Sid Haig that, you know, just recently passed, these people that... Some people never met before in their lives, but through the relationships we made with the films, going mm-hmm. back to Characters. what we talked about initially, yeah, they matter to us. So when they pass, it hurts, you know. And yeah. the one thing that I've l- truly loved throughout everything with this podcast is the horror community through the other podcasters, the fans, the artists, you know, the fact that we've had a chance to foster relations with Gigi Saul Guerrero, mm-hmm. who is on the cusp of just exploding. Yeah. Uh, our relations with like Jill Gavargazian. The, the, and just all these interactions that I know I never would have had without this podcast. Right. The mere fact that I've got like friends here in my house, like legitimate friends. Uh, let me tell you, our younger listeners, the older you get, it's not so easy to make new friends. Right. Very true. Yeah. And whether not for this podcast, I may not know the two of you and my life would be less because of that. So I'm not saying that this podcast is the be all end all, but man, this community and everything I've been able to do and achieve through it, it's meant a lot. Yeah. So thanks. Thank you to the both of you. Sincerely. Thank you, dude. This podcast Absolutely. is important to me. I mean, I, like you said, I look forward to when we get to record. I look forward to all the shenanigans we're going to get into and, <laughs> and all the hosting and all the fun things we do, you know? And even when it's not shenanigans, right. it's just hanging out, talking shit. You know, it's just like you meeting you and you and everybody else it's, all together this is amazing you ask how much your life has changed a thousand fold yeah. yeah a thousand fold for multiple reasons yeah. Yeah. yeah shit i don't know what i'd be doing if it wasn't for the podcast arrested <laughs> arrested <laughs> mopery probably right <laughs> serving 20 to life 30 days in the hole (laughs) but no i like my my life has been made for the better because of this podcast because of everything that i've been able to do almost and in a way kind of chronicling the journey that we've gone through those 200 episodes in those five years the stuff that we've made available again the levels of disclosure (laughs) phantasm ravager was an amazing experience that i never would have had were it not for this podcast it's 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 incredible and um you know it all stems from you issuing the just you that you thought we were not me- mediocre enough to carry yeah. something you know it's but you guys also, are a blast well thanks yeah. thanks but here here's here's the question i kind of want us to to go off on here yeah who what when how or what is a nightmare junkhead oh man well it's obviously a, a horror junkie. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. For starters, that's the first okay. ingredient. Okay. But I was also just thinking of all the shit that randomly pops into my head all the time that never gets out and just kind of like clutters my head. So it's a literal meaning in a sense oh. of like horror, true crime, paranormal things whether it's stories collectibles movies i mean it's the culmination of what you guys have made the podcast essentially that gets stuck in my head that i don't always get to talk about so it was that 
general idea, which sounds simple enough, is where the name come from. And it was kind of a fun, unique name. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, let's throw it out there and see what you guys think of it. And then, of course, you have the tagline that you've been able to to create around it. And I'm like, that's – and when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, that's perfect. That's great. Um, so, yeah, for me, that's what it is. It doesn't matter if you're into retro horror or yep. Universal Monsters yep. or, you know, Mumblecore <laughs> – or, or midsummer. Uh, <laughs> there's a place and like ex- exclusivity and like stuff yeah. that you can you can be safe. Your safe space, uh, almost like we're gonna lay on the couch over there and talk oh, about oh, our issues completely and totally. <laughs> so horror and randomness. I think that pretty much well sums us sums up. up everything. <laughs> no, I Absolutely. agree. No, there's it's. <laughs> I have so many ideas to talk to you guys about that I'm probably won't on the podcast right now because it'll take too long. Uh, for I- ideas that are like that, they get kicked around in yep. my head that never come to fruition. So, <laughs> well, no, like I said, ultimately it is all appreciated completely and totally. And again, whether we do another 100, 200, 300, it's maintained. It's the fun. And like I said, yeah. audience one or none. Yep, the we're show because it's fun. On. It's going right. to be a good time. So again, where can our listeners find the Creepcast out there, Casey? Uh, at Creepcast Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Downright Creepy, and then we're on Anchor FM, which has just started pushing it out to other uh, places to listen. So, I mean, at this point, as everyone says, anywhere you listen to podcasts or consume them, uh, it's on Apple, Stitcher, Google Play. I mean, it's just every day I feel like there was a new thing. It's like, you've been approved on this. I was like, I didn't yep. know that was a thing. So <laughs> we're on everywhere that you can look. But look for Downright Creepy, uh, Creepcast, and we're going to try and produce some other podcasts it's just kind of slow going a little bit some of them are kind of storytelling or audio dramas uh, or random fun almost improv like things that genius probably needs to be on because <laughs> he's, he's good that perfect way. right so yeah look for us on there at downer creepy on all social channels perfect again yeah. th- thank you not only for coming on taking again taking the time out of the busy life dude for sure but again thank you for doing everything you've done for us here you know it is well, appreciated th- thank you Absolutely, guys of course yeah. hey Happy 200. I know, indeed. Yeah, uh, hey. Let's see here. Well, uh, even if everything is empty there. Cheers. There you go. Cheers, you guys. Cheers. So uh, until next time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Bye.